Coming up on the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast, what tip would you give someone that, I don't know, you know, like middle-aged individual, let's say middle-aged male, haven't done much working out, what, what advice would you give them just maybe if they wanted to get their body back to what it was maybe when they were in their, in their you know, 30s or so? Um, you know, what steps would you tell them to take? I would tell them that the window for them, you know, getting in shape or back in shape is closing. <clears throat> like you can't, you can't all of a sudden get in shape when you're 65. Sure. You, know, you can do better. Right. You can always improve if you're, especially if you're deconditioned. Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I'm Brian Grin, and I'm here to give you actionable tips to get your body back to what it once was 5, 10, even 15 years ago. Each week, I'll give you an in-depth interview with a health expert from around the world to cut through the fluff and get you long-term sustainable results. This week, I interviewed the inventor of the X3 bar, Dr. John Jaquish. This was the third time I've had Dr. Jaquish on the podcast. And we discussed all about the advantages of using the X3 bar, what variable resistance is, along with all the new products in the X3 line, building muscle with less joint pain, Dr. John's daily diet, and his one tip to get your body back to what it once was. Really interesting conversation I had with Dr. Jaquish. I know you'll enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show. All right. Welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. And for the third time, Dr. John Jaquish, welcome to the show. Brian, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Um, I'm glad we got this together. I've I've been a big user of the X3 and uh, wanted to have you, have you on again, see if we could talk about maybe some updates with the product or any new things that are coming out. So I guess before we get into that, for people who maybe didn't listen to the first two interviews, Maybe just a you know a short background of how you, what got you know you into developing and inventing uh, this product and um, you know just your background uh, from a you know a education standpoint. Sure, uh, started in the life sciences by designing a medical device to reverse uh, bone density loss, so osteoporosis or osteopenia, which is like pre-osteoporosis, mm -hmm. really developed it to treat my mother, uh, reversed hers in about six months, totally unheard of. Like it brought her back to the bone density of a 30 year old when she was in her late seventies. Uh, and then uh, that, that technology is now all over the world, 260 locations in 12 different countries. That's called osteo strong. Yeah. Um, the website is osteostrong.me. Um, yeah, that one's, that one's great. And then in the development of that process, I made a huge discovery about physical performance and training in general. And I wrote a book about it. It's called weightlifting is a waste of time. I know you've read the book. Uh, we talked about it on the last show. Uh, and it's, of course, an offensive title for people who are allergic to learning new things. Uh, most of those are found in gyms. Uh, so, yeah, it's been an interesting uh, bit of time since the launch of that book and all the upset, illiterate people. Uh, hey, you know what? It grabs really people's really attention, <laughs> whether they oh, want to yeah. believe oh, you or absolutely. not, right? Whether they want to believe you or not, it grabs their attention. So. Yeah, I mean, like, if somebody asks me, is, is weightlifting really a waste of time? The answer is no, but. Right, yeah. I mean, there's, there's an approach that is much, 
much, like infinitely better. Uh, and it has to do with matching your capability to the load you're lifting, which seems obvious. So if we're sorry, anybody but me, uh, at least as far as designing a consumer product for it, like there were people in research, funny thing, the researchers that come up to me at different congresses of medicine and they're like, how did you think of the X3? It's so elegant. It's so smooth. And I look at their name tag and I recognize their name. I referenced you know, one of their papers in, in this book. And I'm like, how did you not come up with it? <laughs> and they, they, you know, they kind of look at me like, well, you know, I've never developed a product before. Yeah. Like some people just don't have that mindset, right? Like, there's people who are researchers and then there's right. people who are inventors. So yeah. you know. immersed in the data yet. It's like, mm. no one's going, Hey, you know what we could demonstrate with this data is like that weightlifting sucks. It doesn't really stimulate the body. Like we think it does, but there's a way to even do even better with something that's way cheaper than weights. Why don't you explain to the audience maybe um, you're thinking behind the X3 and variable resistance? I mean, obviously, bands have been around, right? So I think a lot of people associate the X3s. Oh, it's just bands, but there, obviously, right. there's more to that than than that. Yeah. So maybe maybe give that explanation. Sure. Yeah, bands by themselves are more worthless than weights, uh, and the problem with bands by themselves. Is because let's say I have a band and I throw it around my back and I go to do a push-up with it. Well, my wrists are being outwardly rotated. And if I'm going really heavy, if I'm using a band that delivers, let's say, 200 pounds of force, that could severely injure my wrist. I mean, just one time. And, yeah, it's you know, awkward. Like, it's awkward. Yeah, it's, it's well, awkward if you're going light. It's a yeah. guaranteed injury if you're going if you're going anything relevant to strength. Yeah, uh, and that's the problem with it. when you want to get stronger. There is no getting away from heavy. But what X3 is, is a very strategic approach to putting the heaviest loads through your body with very close to zero risk of injury if you use it correctly. Um, and yeah, no, I was just going to say, yeah, so so you have the resistant bands um, uh, along with an Olympic bar. I know you have two sizes now. You got the, what's the first size? Was 18 inches? Is that right? 19 and a half. 19 and a half. And the next one, the long one, now you got one that's, uh, what What made you come out with that one? Probably for taller individuals, longer arms? No. No. Just people want who it. like to bitch and complain. <laughs> people who wanted, I will say, I have both. I have all your stuff, but I have both. I will say the, the, the longer bar, I like it a little more in the sense that some with the shorter one, and I know there was a reasoning for it, it, it does feel more tricep-based. Um, than a than potentially the longer one, at least that's how how I would think. But yeah, in, in reality, it's the opposite. It's okay. It's not the opposite. Okay, it, it, you do get more like if you're doing a chest press with the narrower bar, you are engaging the triceps more. You're also engaging the pectorals more. I mean, let's say I'm doing a like I don't know how many people are listening to this only oh. versus watching this. Okay, but we are recording the video, so I encourage you to go on YouTube and absorb the same material twice because it's worth it. <laughs> so if I am taking a wide grip, you know, and I'm coming down, I'm coming up, is this a sort of a closed position of my pectoral? No. No, it's not even halfway engaged. Now it's halfway engaged, more than halfway. So the right. shorter the pectoral, the more engaged it is. 
So a narrow grip engages your pectorals more. The reason people like the wide grip is because it makes you look like you're a stronger person, but you're not. So it's the wide grip. You just go shorter. It's sort of like the, you know, the sumo squat and deadlift. You spread your legs out so far that you only have to lift the bar, you know, a couple inches off the ground. Sure. sure I see and, that. you know, it's like, I mean, are you lifting it? I guess. Like not in any way that you would if you, you know, were considering safety or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, like the wider the grip, destructive it is to the shoulder. Also, you know, if you had like a heavy boulder to move and it was sitting on, you'd get right against it and, you know, to try like, cause your body knows like hands in, in where, where like the shoulders are, right. that's where you're getting the most sure. energy. Um, you know, no one, a fighter doesn't want to hit someone like this. You know, they want to hit someone like that. Like, I mean, sure. shortest pectoral possible. So like, like the wide grip bench press is like, it's for stupid people. Like I just, I'm, I fucking like, dude, if you think about this or no, clearly you didn't think about it. It's because if you think about it, like you'd realize like, that's not how you, you are going to get maximum stimulus into the, into the pectorals. Okay. That, so, that makes sense. And what about the, let's talk about the ground plate. Cause I actually think. Personally, my two favorite exercises are the front squat and the deadlift. And th the reasoning is because, for one, the safety of it and the fact that it's just, you know, it, doing deadlifts and trying to load weights and stuff. I don't know. For me, it just can, it's cumbersome. It takes time. With this, it's easy um, and it's safer. You can just drop it down and not worry about whatever weights going places and things like that. And the front squat, <clears throat> I've never been good at front squats, but. That's probably my favorite exercise, I'd say, on the X3 because you're engaging everything <clears throat> and yeah. it's safer than trying to do a front squat, a traditional one. I give those people a lot of credit with traditional uh, dumbbells because um, they're not easy. Um, and so uh, I, I, I truly like, really like both of those. Um, Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, explain the ground plate a little bit. So, same reason you need a bar. If you're going to do any sort of relevant to strength bands training, you need something to stand on that the bands can move freely underneath. All right. So a platform <coughs> with a channel that the bands can move underneath that runs about mid foot. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, we have some patents on it. It's pretty simple. Yeah. But um, it is simple, yeah, but it works. Yeah. Straightforward. Yeah. 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 It's how to how to manage the weight through space so you deliver the most force where you are most capable and a diminished force where you are less capable because you've lost leverage you know in the back of a bench press you lose you know use them lose the mechanical leverage you're sort of just using the elasticity of the joint which when heavy like with weightlifting you are damaging the joint that is a universal truth uh, as much as people don't want to admit that, but, you know, talk to anybody who's been heavy bench pressing for 10 straight years, you know, like doing this would cause too much pain. They can't do it. Right. You know, you have trouble putting their shirt on in the morning, but I guess, you know, they, they're going to the gym. So they think, you know, they got all the answers. He, yeah. Definitely easier on the joints. No doubt about it. I mean, I remember when I was doing bench for a while, used to have elbow issues and, 
sort of got away from that because I just, you know, the last thing I want to do as you get older is get hurt. <laughs> right. You know, that's the last thing. Well, also you start realizing as you get older, a lot of those things that you decided to walk off or rub some dirt on it and keep going are actually permanent injuries. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough to disguise them as you get older. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's part of why we shifted our market. Like when we first introduced the product, it was like we were going after fitness fanatics and then we immediately realized just how stupid fitness people are and how unable they are to absorb anything scientific, like, you know, math addition, subtraction mystifies them. So uh, you really need to, we, we focus on busy professionals. Yeah, well, well that's a good professionals, market. Yeah, they, they act, they're not afraid of reading. They actually know how to read. They're literate. Yeah. Which, you know, there's a reason why fitness information is on YouTube and, uh, and Instagram, pictures and videos. People can't read. Like, not only can they not read a research study, they, you know, probably can't read their cell phone bill. So, um, what about the yeah. new, what about the new bands? Talk about those for a second, although that's pretty new and you've been selling out of them pretty quick. What was, you know, tell, tell me maybe what the thoughts behind that, um, the new, newer bands. Uh, so we developed a proprietary polymer, a new rubber okay. that is, um, it delivers more force in the stronger range of motion and slightly less force in the weaker range of motion. So it's going to take you to a deeper level of fatigue because you can do more partial repetitions. Uh, and yeah, deeper level of fatigue equals more growth. Um, I've been using them in prototype form for about a year and they're phenomenal. So great at drawing muscle faster. And maybe talk to individuals about the the partial reps I'm curious the thoughts behind uh you know I, the goal i know you talk about with the x3 is one set to failure and um the last let's just say five reps should be like half reps um uh, thoughts behind that depends on what the movement is you know like in a chest press it's like the last three reps because okay. you know but if it's a Bent over row, you might have 15 partial repetitions because the middle of that movement is actually the more powerful position. So the strength curve is very different specifically for that movement. But, you know, like, but like squats, one or two partials. Yeah. You know, because you're just devastated already with the variable resistance, you're just devastated. So, uh, yeah, it, it depends a little bit, a bit of it could probably depend on the individual, you know, like we're, we're also looking at, uh, and this is the last part of the book and I've done more research on it since then, uh, found a few more studies, the variability of insertion points. So everybody's origin of a muscle is the same, like my pectoral originates on my sternum, but on the other end. Most people have it right here, sort of like between the two heads of the bicep hmm. underneath. So okay. it attaches to the humerus bone and brings the humerus bone towards the midline of the body. Okay. Like that, that's what the pectoral does. But most strength athletes, professional strength athletes, people who are just gifted, 
people who grew more muscle than most people do in their lives, like their freshman year of high school, the attachment's over here. Really? It's on the other end of the bone. And that is really, that has been the traditional thing that defines who's powerful and who's not. Now, we look at these individuals, uh, they have a lever inside their body. We do not. And that lever is made out of some of the most elastic material on earth. It's tendon. So they're doing variable resistance on the inside of their body all the time, which is why they have no trouble growing muscle, doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, I know, I know guys in the NFL that use X3 that, you know, to ask about their lifting history and they're like, you know, I never really did any. And you look at them and they're like 235 and lean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure there's a genetic proponent. Yeah. Uh, And it's, it's uh, like, it's like, cause guys like that, it's like anything they do, they can take a muscle to fatigue. And so really variable resistance is the gift that the gifted have but they're just doing it inside their body. We're doing it externally, hmm. but the result is the same. Um, has there been some work with the Navy SEALs with the X3? Yes. I'm curious. Yeah. Maybe touch yeah, on that. Navy SEALs are really enjoying X3. Um, That's cool. Takes risk out of their training. It cuts down on their training time. Uh, you know, Navy SEALs be very well-rounded athlete, but they still, they gotta be strong. Sure. Um, and also, a long time ago, um, when Navy SEALs first, it wasn't that long ago, when they first started, which I, th- I think was in the late 70s, um, they were very much endurance athletes. Uh, also, they didn't really want to depend on technology. You know, the fact that they might be able to grab onto some sort of, you know, uh, device that, has a propeller on it that can, you know, drive them underwater uh, so they don't have to kick, you know, the, to yeah. move themselves with flippers. They can just hang on to this sort of trigger-controlled torpedo that'll just drag them along. Um, they didn't, re- they, they really didn't depend on technology in the beginning, but they're much more geared towards that, uh, which means they can carry a little more muscle and be stronger. Because ultimately, when they get to their destination, they have, they have to deal with some people, um, especially if they have to deal with civilians that might be trying to get in their way. They don't want to shoot them. So enables them to just be more powerful human beings. Um, thoughts on uh, some of the there's some products. Uh, obviously, you have competitors, right? Um, I've noticed like indirect, to- indirect like tonal you know, that, that have, have been using, you know, variable resistance. I mean, um, I think that's a good thing, right? Competition is a good thing. Oh, dude. And, well, I actually, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think um, it, I've heard some great things. I mean, it's, it's probably, I think it's probably three, four times more expensive than yours because it's got a screen and a whole deal. Well, the price just went up. It's more than five times. Oh, more. oh it's, about, okay. it's over $5,000. Like, yeah. 5,500. So they probably have a totally different audience. What's that? They got to install it in your house. Oh, right. Okay. And they don't just like, you know, put anchors into the drywall. Like it's got to be like connected to the frame. Yeah. It's a a process. um, Yeah. So like it's a pain in the ass to buy and get in your house. And then it only has a 200 pound capacity. 
Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's variable resistance, but very light. And, you know, I'm just guessing you go over 250 in just about every exercise you do, especially deadlift, chest press, and squats. Mm. Um, you know, those are the big movers. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, also there's a directional problem. Everything has to come away from that screen. Well, sometimes you don't just push one direction through the air. You know, well, like and, squat, you know, and, like the squat's awkward. And I'll also say this is I think one of the things that makes the X3 um, appealing is the fact that you can take it anywhere, um, no. you know, and because I have clients who use it who are traveling um, and, you know, you have the bags and stuff and, and it's pretty easy to to take on planes, I'd say, or to check it, you know, but so you can't do that with the tonal. <laughs> so No, you can't take tonal. No. It's got to be installed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I love the fact that the closest thing we have to a competitor is something that's 10 times more expensive, has to be permanently installed in your house. You can't take it with you. Um, yeah. It's, it's capacity. Like, I mean, my wife has already outgrown the capacity of that. If we had it, she'd be like, I can't use it anymore. I'm too strong. Well, your wife is really strong. <laughs> yes. She so, is really strong though. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Is there anything else new on the horizon or um, any new supplements you've added to the line? Um, uh, we, we, yeah, we launched Citronium. Okay. Uh, so Citronium, like the nutrition that I talk about, is predominantly you'd call it low carbohydrate um i take about 15 grams of carbohydrates a day i do that in uh you know while while i'm taking my fortigen or in my fortigen okay um that's it every day so you don't have you don't bring any carbs in you're just having protein pretty protein and fat (laughs) okay i mean they're the only two macronutrients carbohydrates are not a macronutrient um, I even now there's been so many papers about athletes going zero carb and not losing any performance, even gaining some performance. So, hmm. okay. you know, like, what I really think that when it comes to nutrition, all research should be done on athletes. Um, I don't really, I don't, uh, yeah, because why do, why do you think that it is because athletes are the a really small percent of the population? Yes. However, they're pushing everything to the maximum. Whereas the person who sits on the couch, you know, they eat a vegan diet and it's like, oh, they're fine. So, you know, we'll recommend that to everybody. Whereas like an athlete will be sick and malnourished and if they get an injury they won't recover from it um you can ask cam newton he ruined his career uh well i mean his attitude also ruined his career but um yeah like just just real they were just not well and uh you know i I don't beat up on vegans i just would rather explain to them why they really just shouldn't choose that nutrition yeah i mean my thoughts if someone's a vegan or vegetarian i mean at one point i was like a pescatarian 
But if, if someone is like a vegan or a vegetarian, they, they probably just have to use some outside supplementation to get, a lot, the, yeah, a lot to of get the, the nutrients and, you know, the protein that they'd want, you know, to have. Yeah. I say it can be done. It's just a hassle that over the years may not be worth it. Sure. Um, but so the reason I came out with Citronium yeah, was, I'm looking, I'm looking uh, at it right now. So it's capsules. Okay. Capsules. And uh, it's for people who want to change the glycemic index okay. of the carbohydrates they're eating. Gotcha. So similar to the, you know, the mechanism of metformin or uh, semaglutide or something like that. Um, but it's all over the counter. It's extracts uh, from different citrus peels. And, um, you know, that. so like, like the reduction in the digestible perceived glycemic index, uh, when, when it comes to like what amount of, so these are like polyphenols. Yes. Got it. What, what what amount of carbohydrates are allowed to be digested at what rate so if we can slow it down we can we can we can change the glycemic index so so sure. uh, glycogen doesn't get too high and the insulin can quickly dispose of of these things so with citronium you can take some you need something like a Snickers bar and it digests at the speed and the speed of digestion is everything when it comes to if you're storing body fat or not. So now a Snickers bar digests like a carrot. So the uh. 16% change. Um, you're going to store a lot less of that as body fat, even in a caloric surplus. Um, no, a deficit, I'm not going to store any of it, <clears throat> but this really had to do with the fact that I can say 15 grams of carbohydrates a day. That's not what people are going to do. You know, maybe one, one, 2% of people will do exactly what I do and they will get a phenomenal results. You look at some of the people on the forum. Um, they do just, you know, they're in incredible shape and it's because they're following to the letter. But, you know, then I get messages from people that are like, you know, I, I can't do it. Now, yeah. at first, I kind of rolled my eyes and was like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people can't do a lot of things when they tell themselves they can't do a lot of things, like not the right mindset to have. And then at the same time, it's like, <clears throat> okay, well, some people, you know, I, I'd rather give them help even sure. if they're not doing the absolute optimum thing, <clears throat> then just, you know, tell them to get lost. And also too, I mean, I, I, I think some people do, you know, what works for you, I, you know, probably will work for a decent amount of people, but some people it, it doesn't work for, and they do need to go a, maybe a little bit of a different route. Um, you know, I, I can just Is that say, really true. We've well, never seen that in any study ever. When the whole, like, everyone's different, find out what's right for you. No, I hear you. I hear you. But I will say that there are people who um, have gone really low carb for a long time 
and you're seeing this a little bit in the in the in the health and fitness industry, uh, at least some people that I know who are in it, and they downregulate their thyroid, and they have issues from that standpoint, and they and then they start implementing some you know healthy carbs, you know whole food carbs, not processed carbs, and and they get their thyroid back in shape that way. Um, so, you know, if a carnivore diet works for one person, does it work for everyone? I don't know. I, I, I think my viewpoint has changed a little bit from that standpoint. I think some people can thrive eating different ways, but you know, I think it, it all comes down to measuring and seeing where you're at, you know, and what's your body, you know, like for example, there's people who are, don't assimilate saturated fats as well as other people. It's a genetic, uh, it's, it's a genes, Yeah. And so I've had that done on me. I've gotten some gene work snips done on me. So, you know, so I, I, yeah. My, now, my thyroid, uh, unchanged from when I was a carbohydrate eater to right. now, never functioned all that well. But I think that's part of just being a white guy whose genetics are from you know the Nordic regions. Um, one thing I did notice though, I did make a mistake with carnivore, and this pops its head up from time to time is when you eat too lean mm. um you know you, you're you don't get your essential fats now yeah. we don't track essential fats we don't really talk about them but if you don't get some fat in your body um you know your eyes don't lubricate themselves and that to me like every once in a while you see me just like blinking all the time like i'm just trying to you know, like I have like some dirt in my eye or something like that. No, that's not it. It's like my eyes just can't lubricate themselves. So, um, you know, when I, on those days where like my wife really likes chicken and, um, she doesn't, she likes chicken a lot more than steak. Right. I don't see how that's possible, but okay. Um, yeah, I just think steak is delicious. And I think chicken's really bland, but you know, whatever. Um, and, and and yeah, I think where you're going is chicken is a lot leaner. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, yeah, and it causes yeah. that problem. If I eat right. five, chicken like five days in a row, yeah, that's like, I'm I'm like having trouble with my vision. Also, but it's just but, a lubrication of the eye. And ch chicken, you know, it's tough to get a chicken a good pasture raised chicken too. It could be higher in pufas. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. So you got to be careful from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um. But anyways, uh, has, has your routine changed since, I mean, we talked, gosh, when was our last interview? What's your routine like as far as working out and, um, and your eating routine? Uh, it, so I've been running experiments because I want to do like, I want to present like, here's five different nutrition plans that are only separated by sort of the level of aggression that you want. Whereas, okay. you know, the peak is, um, you know, five day dry fasting. If you want to get leaner, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's two studies that demonstrate how safe that is. Um, you know, so I don't entertain somebody who's like, that's going to kill people. It's like, yeah, fuck you. Ramadan. Billions of people do that shit. So you don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Although is it, uh, don't they eat it? Don't they eat in the middle of the night at Ramadan? Or oh, they do. Okay, yeah. okay. But like certain places, uh, they don't. 
You know, I give you a place where the sun never goes down. They literally like go 40 days with no food, no water. Oh. Like if you move to Sweden and you're a Muslim. Well, that Muhammad might not be the place rough. to live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you may I don't know how many Muslims are in Sweden, but. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, if, if, uh, so the point is, is they, they did this five day experiment to just see if there's any negative implications. And there weren't. And so, and that's, that's for periods of where you, where you just need extreme fat loss very quickly. You know, we're talking losing more than two pounds of body fat per day. Right. And um, I'm, I'm assuming you're losing some muscle as well. For a five uh, day. No muscle really? at okay. all in both studies. Wow. Um, but, you know, you're, you're kind of flat on your ass, even after you try to recover from a five day like it takes you a couple of days to just like rehydrate and, you know, kind of get your bearings again, like right. getting accustomed to food again and drinking water is like almost a little challenging. So that, that top level, it's really normally one meal a day, dry, dry fasted, uh, just during the day. That's more like Ramadan. And then you can switch over to five day, uh, you know, if you have any fat loss needs, that's where I'd spent quite a bit of my time about a year ago. And now I'm just sort of experimenting with how relaxed I can go and still see a little bit of progress. So I, 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 I mean, not to interrupt. I do like the fact that you're self-experimentating on yourself. I would be curious and, you know, you know, cause you're doing sort of, you said five different things, maybe different levels, depending on, yeah. I'd be curious to see, because I've done this with myself over the last six months. If you implement some whole food, healthy carbs into your life, see what, just to see what happens, you can always go back to eating the way you're eating. Oh, I, that's been part of the experiment. Oh, cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's no benefit to carbs, um, but you know, like I'm not so, eating. So have you done food. that yet? Have you done that yet? Or is that something you plan on doing? No, I've done it. Oh, you did it. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I might do like a month with carbs and a month without and then a month with carbs. Okay. And yeah, I mean, it was mostly like fruits and vegetables. Um, okay. Now, I, I don't I don't like the entire idea that, you know, we can eat fruit and honey. Like if you're a carnivore and you have high low density lipoprotein, high LDL, which was once considered bad cholesterol, you're fine. In fact, your cholesterol can be, you know, 280. Your LDL can be 280. You're going to live longer because of that. And there's re there's 10 years of research that proves this. So the premise of statins was wrong. So if you have a prescription for a statin, I suggest you find a new general practitioner. Uh, <clears throat> I could suggest one from Primal Medical Group. Uh, but... The, ultimately, the um, it's really the combination of having high LDL and then going off the rails and eating a whole chocolate cake kind of thing, and then your triglycerides go through the roof. Sure. So now you've got the inside of your arteries that are sticky, and they're hanging on to some of the things that come by, like particles of low density lipoprotein that creates a blockage 
that can create a cardiac incident, most specifically stroke. Do you get your cholesterol levels measured and things like have you got have you done blood yeah. work lately? Yeah, like two thirty five to two sixty. Okay. Do you get like your particle size and all that stuff measured or? Yeah. 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 And it's never a problem. Okay. Um, what about working out? What about, um, what's, what's the routine now? I know on the website, you know, it's, there's sort of a push pull. Um, I've always just, not always actually the last couple of years, I've been doing more of an upper and lower body split. What type of split are you doing? Same, like on the website. Okay. I don't know if you, okay. Push pull. I mean, there's just something, but like changing the order of uh, of what you want to do, like that's one change to the program that I, is not detrimental at all. All right. So do do that to find out what you you know the way you like doing it best. Okay, and you're doing push pull five days. Are you doing it five days a week six. or six six days a week? Week yeah. off. I know you don't love cardio. Uh, do you, do you do any type of like walking or, uh, oh, I don't, I don't mind cardio at okay. all. Just chronic cardio. I guess you don't like chronic cardio. Well, I mean, if you <laughs> well, want I don't to know. lose muscle and preserve your body fat, that's what, that's what cardio does. There's 40 years of research on that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's just steady state cardio. You won't catch me doing that. Not because I don't like it. I used to, um, but I, I did a triathlon, uh, you know, when, when, when I do that, I don't know. I was like probably, 27 um <clears throat> but like i didn't think it was good for me like i just did it to do it because it was fun and i also this particular triathlon i saw a chance i could win uh and i did so there you um, go. but yeah it was like it was like right after rugby season i was playing uh club rugby and uh, for a really competitive team and uh i was just in such incredible shape like i mean especially cardiovascular shape like i could just run i could run for an hour and uh you know no need to slow down um well but yeah go ahead you know like like ultimately that research is there and if you want to be into the leanest um and the strongest which are the two drivers of long life two greatest drivers of long life being lean and being strong cardio doesn't fit in that equation now you might want to do intervals sure yeah those are great or even even walking like when you stay away from target heart rate yeah like walking is dynamite if you have the time i love walking I mean, I have two dogs, so I have to walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah do, do, do you do walking? Do you like, do, do you have any like morning routine or like what, what's that like? I do have a morning routine. I, I, you know, I think you asked me that maybe on our first podcast. I think I, think I yeah. did. And I think I was like, I don't have a morning routine. <laughs> well, maybe I'll inspire time, you. Yeah, go ahead. My go life ahead. was changing so quickly. Oh, uh, okay. Because this company was growing and I was splitting my time between san francisco and like i what i had been traveling for osteo strong i was in osaka japan frequently i was in moscow frequently i was in london frequently uh and you know those places are not traveling's tough that that'll take a toll on you if you want you know yeah and and you know like so it was like did i have a morning routine back then not really it was sort of wake up look around and try and figure out what country i'm in (laughs) 
<laughs> so now, okay. So now oh, I woke up one morning and I, I think I've been traveling for 20 days straight. And I don't think I ever spent more than three consecutive nights anywhere. Yeah, that's tough. And, and this particular trip was literally around the world. Like I started in San Francisco, flew to Chicago, then to London, then to Moscow, then Osaka, mm, mm. then Hong Kong. And it was like, I woke up and I look around the hotel room. No clue. And I pick up like the room <laughs> service menu and it's like, I can't determine what language it's written in. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't fucking know what country I'm in. Yeah. And I open the window and it's like, ah, I'm in Hong Kong. Okay. <laughs> it's Hong it's Kong not Chicago. <laughs> right. But I mean, I'm yeah. just looking at this thing and I'm like, kind of looking at the time and like, oh yeah. where am I? Yeah. It's a it's a very unsettling. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. so my life was in flux. Yeah, I, I mean, I do have a morning routine now. <clears throat> um, it's bland, you know. I just do the same thing on autopilot. Hey, I mean, uh, what what's it like? Do you do you first of all do you do your, your workout or do you you know go for a walk or anything like that? Or I listen to. I'm at the point now where I I don't listen to very many podcasts. I have somebody listening to podcasts for me. Okay. And they tell me what time interval. Like go to this podcast and oh, that's from cool. the 11 minute mark to the 23 There's a mark. company that does that. Or did you just have someone do that for your I think there's a there's some things you know how you could buy, you know, these apps where they'll tell you certain books to read at like I don't know. I feel like there's something that might yeah. have do the same thing for. I didn't know there was a service, but yeah, you know, I think there might got be a somebody service. who's just giving me a heads up on some of the. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so I catch up on those uh, usually while I'm like shaving my head, and my face in the shower. Um, I mean, okay, it, it's not like there's a lot of prep work for this. <laughs> so yeah, it might take you a little while to shave. I don't know. You no know. seconds oh wow like, oh no i get my head and my face and i don't know maybe 90 seconds oh wow that's quick don't cut don't cut yourself no going that fast i mean i, I <laughs> i'm just used to it like it wasn't yeah. 90 seconds the first time i did it <laughs> yeah um what else? So where where are we expecting to see the X three? I, I, I talked Navy SEALs. You, um, I, I have I know I've seen some some NBA guys are using it, so that's cool. Are you, are you trying to get into the athletics? I like working with athletes. Well, I don't think anyone likes working with athletes. You know, there's always a little bit of prima donna there. Yeah, sure. But uh, they're fun. I mean, you know, they just <clears throat> I. I athletes are very convinced they're busy and i'm like no you're not you're not busy for shit well I think, uh, yeah um but it's kind of funny you know it's like busy doing what sleeping till 11 come on show up in the morning uh but um well, i don't know if kobe slept till 11 he was probably up before everyone else doing work but probably. You know. oh there's some <laughs> yeah, yeah some I of these guys conversation about this like now, especially in the NBA, but this I see the same thing in the NFL. There's nobody like Rudy anymore. It just has a lot of heart and like, you know, was born with less skill. Yeah. 
everybody who's there is it's pampered. Just, no, they're talented. Right. Oh, well, that which yes. Basically, they're all so talented that they can rely on their talents. <clears throat> I totally get that. I, I totally get that. I think there's maybe few and far between guys that that still work, oh, work hard. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I just think of a guy in the Bulls, Caruso, Alex Caruso. You know, he's a small white guy. I mean, you look at him, you're like, how is he in the NBA? And you watch him play, you're like, wow, he can D, he can play D, he can, he's a point guard. And like, he was on the Lakers actually for a while. The Bulls got him from the Lakers, Caruso. Anyways, but yes, um, yeah, I think the modern day athlete's a little bit different than it was back probably 30 years ago. Sure. I think recruiters have just <laughs> done an amazing job finding the talented people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now it's like, you know, get, getting a lot of these guys to really push themselves. You know, they're kind of like, I, I've never had to push myself, and here I am. So, like, what do you mean? Yeah. They're so, uh, ta- they're so talented. They just relied on their talents their whole lives. Yeah. And, but I would imagine once they get to the NBA, if they, there's some guys I'm sure who, who've made it all by talent getting in the NBA. And then once they get the NBA, they realize, Ooh, I might need to start working or I will be in the my NBA. speech to the guys that are, you know, totally cool with cutting practice half an hour short. I'm like, look, you can rely on your talents now, but at some point there'll be a younger guy that can do your job. Yeah. And then it's going to come down to performance, not talent. It's like there's equal talent, except, you know, you got a couple of lingering injuries and you're not in great shape. And this younger guy oh, yeah. will probably be in great shape just because he's younger. Right. Then then you lost your contract. Yeah, and they don't you, want you traded. Yeah, and that's when you start traded for a starting position. Right. You know, so it's I I I do try and you know, I don't want to scare these guys, but you know, they're young, they're making a lot of money. They've never really had to work all that hard. Uh though, like you said, some do. Uh, but it's it's very much like, you know, when you watch the documentary about Michael Jordan, like he was talented, but he also just busted his ass. And I mean, that's why yeah. he was like untouchable for years. Those you know, Mike are the, Tyson, yeah. the same same way, you know, it's, it's who is not, that Mike? Mike Tyson. Oh, oh like my God. Just, yeah. Like the hardest worker and the most genetically gifted person. That's when you got a. That's when you got a dangerous person right there, who's the combination of those two things. Um, well, this was good. Good catching up. What? Um, I, I'll ask you this question before we we sign off here. What tip would you give someone that I don't know? You know, like middle aged individual. Let's say middle aged male, haven't done much working out. What What advice would you give them? Just maybe if they wanted to get their body back to what it once maybe when they were in their in their you know 30s or so um you know what steps would you tell them to take i would tell them that the window for them you know getting in shape or back in shape is closing <clears throat> like you can't you can't all of a sudden get in shape when you're 65 sure. you know you can do better right. you can always improve if you're especially if you're deconditioned but i i was had been developing the X3 and doing, um, you know, just different renditions of 
CAD drawings and things uh, with with my team. And I got my prototype for X3. Uh, it was like just a couple days after my 40th birthday. And, um, you know, I'm probably 50 pounds more muscular and lost 25 pounds of body fat or you know, something. I haven't done that calculation recently because I'm a little bit better shape now. <clears throat> but it's like you got to get to that transformation fast if you're over 40 because your your body's not willing to work with you or it's less willing to work with you year by year um so number one is train with variable resistance give yourself the advantages that the professional athletes have second thing is you need to understand nutrition that doesn't mean just being able to repeat the sentence, I need one gram per pound of body weight in protein. You need to understand that like vegetable protein is 9% usable by the body and steak is 38% usable. Like you need to understand that not all protein is created equal. Uh, and, you know, and that's why I developed Fortigen. That's why I put, put it out. Uh, like it's an easier way to get to your protein requirements uh, without being required to eat three pounds of meat a day. That a lot of people find that hard. I found it less hard than other people because I did it for a long time. But would I rather have, you know, two scoops of Fortigen, which go down like lemonade, and then eat two pounds of steak instead? Yeah, I'd much rather do that. So that's the second thing. So understanding nutrition, understanding how much protein you need and making your diet revolve around that. And also understanding that there are different there are quality differences in proteins. And the third thing is, and this is part of what I'm trying to do with Primal Medical Group. Like I launched a medical group of 40 physicians uh, last week. <clears throat> and <clears throat> the point of Primal is a lot of people are really unhappy with their physician because their physician doesn't really understand current nutrition research at all um they're probably just repeating what they hear from the ama and what they hear from the white house and they just say oh yeah everybody should be vegan uh you know everyone when vegan would all die of malnutrition um also veganism doesn't save animals seven billion animals are destroyed every year for the sake of vegetable farming so you know we're an expanding species and without exception all expanding species destroy life that's just the way it is you know we need more land we're taking it away from something else that's how it is so um what's number I, three? I, I want people to focus you know, on finding more educated physicians, why I launched my own physician group. And then, of course, one of the things that this physician group does is does hormone analysis. Like, are your hormones optimized? Sure. Um, with the way Western society has been treating itself, you know, eating toxic foods as staples of our diet, like most of what we eat, we shouldn't be eating. Um, you know, when like we're 70% plant-based right now and we're fatter and sicker than ever. Yeah. Plant-based is clearly not the way to go. <laughs> uh, so, 
So um, a lot of people have been, you know, hyper estrogenic. So they have way too much, males have way too much estrogen in their system, the testosterone suppressed. Almost everybody's low in testosterone. So optimize that. And so you've got, it's three things. So you got to optimize your strategy to load the body. So that's variable resistance. You have to understand protein and get the proper amount of protein in your body so that you can actually grow muscles. If you don't have the building blocks, it doesn't matter what you do. Then the third thing is hormonal optimization and, and having a physician that actually understands that you want to be healthier and understands what it takes to become healthier. I like those. I like those. And, and I liked in the beginning, you said, you you know, you, you got to create a little bit of urgency. You know, if you're, yeah, like you said the that window's window closing. Is, right. The window's closing. Um, I completely agree. And a lot of people don't act until there's some urgency involved. Yeah. And the urgency you don't want is something from your physician saying, you know, you failed a stress test or something along those lines. You, you know, you got to create that urgency in your own mind right. and, 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 and take those daily steps to, you know, get where you want to go. So, yeah. um, that this is great. This was great, Doctor Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> Where where's uh? I know you're you're all over X three bar. Good place to find you, jakewishbiomedical.com is. Uh, my new landing page is probably better. It's drj.com. D o c t o r. The letter J. Got it. Com. Got um, it. and my my last name is kind of tough. Like J, typing in Jakewish Biomedical. You know, people don't get that right the first time. So yeah, drj.com, you can get to anything, you know, like if you want to get to primal, click on superior physicians. If you want to get to, you know, you click on superior nutrition, it takes you to Fortigen, superior exercise takes you to X3. Um, plus you can go to any of the other, well, you go to all those websites and then all my social links are there too. And I have a, um, I've been, uh, just because I've, you've been a user of the product, I have a, a link in the show notes for uh, the save 50 bucks off, off of next three as well oh, for people to check out. So, nice. um, all right, John, thanks for coming on and, um, for the third time. And I appreciate dropping all the knowledge on us today. Yeah. Have a great day. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for listening to the get lean, eat clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine and I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.